from Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community. Super Yacht Radio. Welcome to the Crew Mess live from Palma de Mallorca. Today we are joined by Ryan Murray, engineer, stroke ETO, who has just won a very big prize. Ryan, thank you for joining us. And congratulations you. on your A Crew Award. What a lovely recognition for you. Thank you very much. Um, did you get to go to the the fiesta in um, Nice and pick it up in person? I did, I did indeed. Um, and luckily I was very thankful to have two crew members with <laughs> Was it that big a trophy that you needed two other people? <coughs> um, I think by the end of the evening we needed two other people to carry it home. <laughs> <laughs> but how lovely to have, you know, some um, crewmates with you to, oh, you know, be there when you when you got the prize too. I, I can't thank them enough, especially making a travel from Hamburg to Nice and then staying in Nice for two evenings. It means a lot to me for two of my colleagues to travel over and spend that um, very memorable night with me. Could I ask, Ryan, was it a very hard sell to ask somebody to come from Hamburg to the south of France to a party on the Riviera? Was that a difficult sell? <laughs> I don't think it was that difficult. Um, I think it jumped it with open arms. <laughs> I thought they might. So listen, congratulations. Tell me, first of all, how do you get to win this prize? Um, obviously, you're nominated by people uh, for the sterling work you do, but what's the process? How, how did you get involved in this? I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> someone has to nominate you for this amazing event, which Air Crew do, which mm-hmm. massive thanks to Air Crew. Um, and it's a, you go through a process of a voting, um, which I have to thank my crew that I currently work with for voting for me. And then you have to do an interview process um, with a crew. And then you just turn up on the evening and hope for the best. Uh, what's the interview process like? Do they, I mean, I presume they don't ask you techie questions, um, or, or do they? No, there was, there was no technical questions asked with Wicker Buzz. She was a very, um, very relaxed person to work with, and she very much set my mind to ease. And it was just a process of speaking to her and... Like I said, the online voting and mm-hmm. just going from there, basically. Good. Um, so, can, yeah. I, can I bring you back before we go too much to the end goal? But um, you have a, a interesting path into where you are right now. Um, you started, I believe, at quite a young age of, of a maritime career. Can you? How did you start off? Had you what spent you a lot in, of time in what the sea? Got yeah, it's an interesting story. I started off at so at 16, 17 in the UK, you go into what's classed as uni- uh, college, sorry, and you do your A-levels. Mm-hmm. So two years to do your A-levels, and then you can go to university after this. And my end goal was to actually go and do law. But a good friend of mine joined the Merchant Navy with a company called PNTL. Oh, yeah. Uh, introduced me to it. And then from there, I just went to South... Shields College and um, started with a company called James Fisher's, worked on t- oil tankers for maybe five years. Then I progressed over, moved to Princess Cruises as third engineering officer. And then from Princess Cruises, we were in Tahiti in 2014, I believe it was. And I seen my first yacht there. 
and I decided yachting was the avenue I wanted to go down. You, you went soft, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I decided to a change. But well, could, could, I, I, could I ask, um, sorry, just the, the difference between, say, you started off on an oil tanker, and I presume that's being at sea for really long periods of time without touching land. What, what would you say the, the, the big changes, the big difference in that world versus super yacht world? I'd say the big difference is, so the company I was working for, you were chartered out to the likes of big oil companies without mentioning any names. Mm -hmm. um, and you had your end goal and you had to go from A to B and you had to be around specific times where with yachting it was more of a relaxed atmosphere and you're working for an individual or a consortium rather than working for a big company. And and obviously you prefer you prefer this end of the of the industry. Yeah, I do indeed. Um, every day is a new challenge. Um, whether you're on charter or off charter, I take my hats off to every yachty in this industry. It's it's a challenge every day, regardless mm. what you're doing. It's it's uh, a lot of hard work with a thin veil of of glamour on top. Uh, very thin layer of glamour on top. And and did you start off as an engineer in, in the in Princess and the oil tankers, or did you progress into that? No, I always started off as an engineer. Um, we've got a couple of engineers that in the family. <coughs> Looking back, whether I'd have chose to be a deck officer or an engineering officer, maybe I'd change my opinion now. <laughs> but yeah, being an engineering officer, especially in the yachting industry, it's it's rewarding because mm. you you do what you do, and then it helps the people and it helps the owners along the way. And, and um, it's vital. I mean, without you know, good engineering, especially ETO on boats these days, with the layers of technology and the integration between systems, um, you're crucial. Um, so we, especially with the mechanical side, we it is a drain of the vessel. And without the engineers that we have in this industry, and there's many exceptional in engineers in this industry, it is vital. But ETO side, I would not class myself too qualified as ETO side. And, and do, do you work, I mean, how many engineers are on the boat you, you're currently on? Um, so I'm on as four of us, but we are in a big refit. Um, but day-to-day -day is different challenges and mm -hmm. <coughs> different challenges that we overcome on a daily basis. I, I think um, having talked to many crew and captains and engineers in in some ways uh, this section of um, careers that's engineers does seem like it is slightly less flooded for want of a better word than other segments you know there's a big challenge because there's now so many crew coming up and qualifying and somebody so many younger captains coming up um, on the engineering side is it is it more an open market for looking for work or is it just as competitive you feel as, as the other segments? Um, I feel like the engineering department is massively overlooked um, with no disrespect to any other departments but if you get the quality of engineers that you need on board the vessel will last and the owners will enjoy their trip. Mm -hmm. And uh, why do you think that is? Is it because possibly the, the training is longer or it's more involved um, or just 
it, it's sort of the side. I mean, I kind of think um, I'm on board. The engineer's job is, I mean, in many ways, you're second to the captain if something goes wrong. Um, you're very much in keeping the the core of the the ship going, and you have your own personal space to go to if you go to the engine room. Um, Actually, I believe in certain circumstances the engineer can overrule the captain. So you know, it, it's quite a high up position. Um, but is the career ladder to get there? I mean, can you walk us through? You get your qualifications, and then. Do you have to spend time kind of working up to being chief engineer? How, how does that process work? So there's a couple of questions for me there. Yeah, sorry, um, throwing them all out. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I believe that anybody who works on yachts, they do a position that needs to be done. There's no someone's better than anyone else. Um, chief engineer has his role, captain has his role, purser has her role. Yeah, her role. And Chief Stewardess has their own. So there's no definition between which role is more important. But with regards to working your way up through the system, and with the yachting community, it's very different to commercial world. There's obviously different certificates that you can gain and then progress along the way. But I believe that engineering is the same as any other service on board a yacht because if you don't have a captain on board, the boat isn't going to sail. If you don't have a chief stewardess on board, the beds aren't going to get made. It's there's all everybody on board needs to work as a team. Mm-hmm. Needs to respect everybody's position. We have equal needs, value. Needs, yeah, it's equal value because at yeah. the end of the day, we're all doing the same job, and we're all after the same goal: is to make sure that the owner is happy with what we are doing. So you're about an inch away from telling me you want world peace as well, because that's the perfect answer. <laughs> did, did you did you want world peace? I just wanted to ask. That's <laughs> uh, the idea. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, I I got the feeling when we spoke briefly before you you fundamentally train as an engineer, but as happens to a lot of engineers, they also become. ETOs as well from necessity. Uh, did you find that? Is that something that you 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 looked for, or is it something you've just absorbed being an ETO as well? Yeah, uh, well, <coughs> I've never actually been an ETO, but with but you provide that function as well. You you adapt and you overcome. Um, if it's mm-hmm. a problem and it's an issue, and again, <coughs> I'd rely on my senior officers, especially the likes of the chief that I work with and the chiefs I have worked with. You'd go to them for the advice, for the experience, <clears throat> because at the end of the day, you need to make it work. And that's what it's all about, is making it work for the vessel's sake and the owner's sake. So, uh, Brian, on your journey, have there been particular people along the way who have mentored you or given you the experience you needed or have made a big impact on, on your progression in yachting? Questions. In yachting, yes, it definitely has. I'd have to speak out for a special recommendation to Jeremy Jordan, Ken Patterson, and Robin Sharp, who's currently my second engineer, Martin Braithwaite, and Greg Beach, who was my first chief engineer um, on a 100-meter-plus boat. Um, But all engineers I've worked with have all been professional and they've all been fantastic. Helped you along the way. And so, yeah, 
talking to younger crew that are kind of looking at a career in, in yachting, what what would you say if they were kind of thinking about an engineer? What would you say to them to say, you know what, this is why I love to do it and these are the kind of benefits of being an engineer? Oh, and could oh. I tag on to that as well? Would you recommend people start in the merchant um, navy before they go into yachting? <laughs> Another three, three question question. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we roll here. <laughs> yeah, Keeping you, you on your toes. <laughs> I would personally, and this is obviously my opinion, I'd personally recommend that people go and do the commercial tickets first. Um, it gives you a different perspective into engineering. Mm -hmm. So this is just purely engineering based because <clears throat> then you have the diversity to, if there's no job security in yachting, you can go back to the commercial world. <clears throat> but it's it's it varies from person to person. But yes, from myself coming from a commercial background i would recommend it but when you could speak to someone who comes from a yachting background i could recommend a yachting background it it diversifies very much really. but if if you were talking to young crew who are looking for an uh, an engineering role what would you highlight as being kind of the bigger challenges in the role of engineer on on board what are the things that do you have to learn more from or you have more responsibility for? So if I was speaking to a younger person, the diversifies of what you are responsible for is that you are responsible for everything on board. Got to be a jack of all trades. Well, it's very yeah, true. An engine not working or stewardess telling you a dishwasher isn't working, which, believe me and you, we don't get told in college how a dishwasher works. <laughs> So there's so much diversity in what we do on a day-to-day -day basis and there's so much pressure, especially with guests on, what we do. Um, but I'd advise any young gentleman, um, any young female who's willing to come into this industry, they should do it. And it's a reward in life. You get to travel, you get paid generously and... And you get to yeah. play with great toys. I mean, you've got some of the most... I know one side is the, the mechanical engineering, but some of the technology that you got on boats, um, it really is leading-edge stuff, and um, you get to work hands-on with that, which is probably not something you welcome every day, but um, I would personally find that a very exciting thing, the diversity of what you deal with. Well, you might say is it. <coughs> Is a nice thing to do but when you get an alarm call at seven o'clock in the morning you have to go and deal with the tender believe me and you it's not the best thing we have to go and do uh, but no it's it literally it's a diversity of day-to-day -day. it can be one thing or it can be the next thing and it's you your brain's always active with what you're doing and what you need to do yeah, very true. And, uh, and I would presume from your background, the the life of living on board and um, working with the crew, in some ways, it's it's a from from where you were, it's a much more smaller, condensed version. But the same things apply of of the dynamics between people, how you get on, being happy to you know have a smaller space or being on the road a lot um has that ever been a challenge or are you quite good at kind of making your own space wherever you are no absolutely that's a good question um 
the last cruise ship I left, we had 3,000 crew. Wow. <laughs> that's a big difference. Was, was that a Robin or Bourbon to share about? <laughs> no, that's a cruise ship. <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you seen these boats? <laughs> well, so as you guys obviously know, working in a radio station together, there's always a butt of heads. It's not that someone's wrong, someone's right, but when you're working in, with 9, 12 crew, it's a, sometimes it can be a difficult situation to be involved in. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we've all got the end goal. In this refit, we've got the end goal of this boat will sail, and it'll be the best boat for the best of our ability that it can be. And at the moment, you're on a, a refit in Hamburg. So when you're, you're now essentially based on land, is your work um, very different for the refit? Is it more kind of planning what you need ahead and being involved in the, the project of what needs to be done in the boat? How does your work vary when you're refit to when you're on board and, and on a charter? Well, for me, engineering side, it's still you have to deal with the um, PMS, which is planned maintenance system. So we still have weekly work to do, monthly work to do, six monthly work to do. But I'm sure from a chief engineer's perspective, uh, it's a, a little bit different. That he wants X, Y and Z to be done in comparison to if you're sailing with guests on, what he needs to be done. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it's... It's different. It's a learning curve, the same as we all do, and everything's just that little bit different. And it's the same with any refit or any new build. Everything's just that little bit different because every owner or every owner's representative wants X, Y, and Z, and you just adapt and you overcome from it. And plus, you've probably got a lot of service people coming on and off the boat, different teams doing different things all over the place. Huh? It's a busy time. Um, and for... for where you you see it going for for your job presumably you would like to continue and and progress up to chief engineer the industry and, and keep in this sector so could you just repeat that i just went a little bit fuzzy when i talked sorry I, I was just presuming that from here um for you going forward you would continue in engineering and you know progress into being a chief engineer when when you've got enough experience and and when you're ready for that yeah um like i said earlier in the interview um jeremy jordan who's one of the best engineers i've sailed with greg beach <clears throat> if i could be anything like them and sail with them ken patterson again another name i'd like to mention <clears throat> that'd be the avenue i'd like to go down the all ex-commercial all experienced guys and all know how to treat every engineer fairly so that would be the avenue I would like to go down, go and pass my exams, sail with them again, and then go from there, to be honest. Well, it's, it's probably a path you're already on, because um, it, it seems to me that the, the award is, isn't given necessarily because you're better at breaking down an MTU and rebuilding it as a Volvo or something, but more based on the, the personality and how you interact and work with your other crew. Um, I think that's one of the hallmarks of the A-Crew Awards. It's it's about the person, and they're getting an award for being that person in opposed to being you know, well-qualified, and which obviously you are. So you, you may be already on that path without realizing it. Yeah, absolutely. But again, I can't take away the thanks that I've got from my superiors that have helped me and developed me along the way and put me on this path that I've gone down. Well, and again, a massive thank to A-Crew. 
I think that and that just validates what I say. <laughs> well, I think that's well, we've um, we've heard back from a lot of people, whether it be captains or crew or stews. Um, a, a lot of what they've learned most from was the people that taught them and the mentors that they met along the way. They made the the biggest difference. Looking forward, just for for your role as engineer, if there were um, innovations in the super yacht industry that would make your job much easier or much smoother, are there things that you could see that you would you would change in an ideal world to make your job more effective? <coughs> that question is quite an open question. Again, it's. If you went down the environmental route, it would be decarbonisation of all yachts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about... The, I'm sorry. Continue. No, go on. No, I, I was going to... Uh, because we're, we're living in a world now of automation, and in fact, um, yesterday I think we spoke about the Mayflower, which is going to be a fully autonomous uh, trimaran that's going to set sail from Southampton over to um, uh, Philadelphia. Um, New England in America to you know, on the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower going with you know, refugees or whatever to America. Um, a lot of systems that, that we're looking at these days uh, that are coming into the market are artificial intelligence or automation and that kind of thing. Or extra sensors or, that pick up and automate things in advance. So, like on one side, this is obviously technology that you're going to be maintaining. <laughs> but on the other side, do you see that kind of technology making your life easier in the future? With AI, which is artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. with, e, with what they're using at the moment, I feel it could definitely help with shipping sector. The yachting sector, not so much. Because if something goes wrong, obviously there's always someone to pass a book to. Mm-hmm. So when I studied for my class seconds, maybe 2015, I think it was, we had a meeting about the AI introduction into shipping. But at the end of the day, you cannot replace experience with AI. Right. Like we've achieved, I've worked with throughout the years. If something goes wrong, and you're on the end of a computer, is it going to be as quick, as responsive as a chief engineer who has 20 years' experience in the industry? I think that's true for mm. many industries. You know, of I think we sometimes mistake uh, automation and the efficiency it brings with the expertise and experience that comes from humans knowing and, and sensing things in advance. Um, it's also AI, while it might textually have all the facts loaded into it um, it's the application of those facts that make it knowledge this and I'm not sure if I uh, yeah I, I think uh, I'd want a human there as well I still want humans <laughs> on loads of things actually but I think particularly when it comes to um, safety um, I'm very slow to hand that over to a more automated automated system that gives you um, sensors that picks up things and tells you in advance I can see great benefits but in an emergency situation uh, I think I'd still want to have the expert at hand yeah absolutely one of the reasons I ask is I've recently read an article about a a, a robot called the Walkman which they're designing to work in engine rooms and, and also server rooms deal with the hot and uh, uh, rugged environment but I think that's way way in the future 
I hope it is anyway. I'm not ready for it yet. But going back to the present, um, can I just ask, were, um, when you got your crew award, uh, was this one that um, your family was delighted about as well, from your kind of family background? Was it your Oscar moment? <laughs> well, I mean, there aren't very many. I mean, really, this the Acre Awards, is, as far as I know, are the, the only few. awards mm. for crew. I mean, we have super yacht awards of many different types, um, but the crew awards are the only ones. The Acre Awards are the only ones I know of that are focused for I think crew right, and and chefs, how they function. Chefs get awards. They always have chef competitions at charter shows. But you're right. Outside of that, I can't think of any. So I'm. Um, um, can only imagine that your family at home were delighted as well. Yeah, they were. Um, my mother, my grandparents, they were very delighted about it. And they wanted to actually be out here for it. Uh, but unfortunately, with work schedules, they couldn't be out here. Hmm. And That's a shame. Um, <laughs> is there a nautical background to your family as well? Could have Facebook lived. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. Um, yes, yeah, so there's. My great-grandfather was a World War II veteran. Oh, wow. We, we were talking about yeah. them today. The mm-hmm. oldest SEAL, living SEAL, is 94 today, I think. He was in the first Navy SEAL teams first. back 70 years ago, but um, a lovely place to inherit from. Yeah, well, unfortunately, my great-grandfather was on HMS Avenger. Oh, that um, didn't go well for him, did it? No, it didn't. He, unfortunately, he's not with us now, and... It was struck by a torpedo. Mm. But yeah, nautical background, not so much. From where I come, it's it's a big shipping background. Because you're originally from um, the Lakelands, am I right? Lake District. Yeah. Or Lake District? <laughs> yes, not Lakelands. <laughs> yeah, Dalton and Furnace in Cumbria. Ah, beautiful part of the world. It is, but unfortunately, it's going to be a lot of my crew members that are listening to this um, interview, and I'm not going to live this down tomorrow. Uh, and they what, sorry? They won't live this down tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did warn you you would get some teasing. <laughs> I'm not teasing. Oh, we're yeah. talking. We're, we're bonding. No, I like to. Th- so, sorry, say again. So there's been a lot of teasing from yourselves. <laughs> I would say you get a good ribbing from from those who are jealous. For those who didn't get awards for probably poking you. you don't want <laughs> to answer that, do you? You're going to make it any easier. You play a very good political game, if I may say. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Ryan, it was lovely to hear from you. May I just say congratulations, because, you know, you were up against a lot of people, and um, I I think it's a lovely recognition Mm. of where you've got to. It's a very big industry around the world, and as you know, there's a lot of engineers out there as well, so... Um, many congratulations of your recognition of your role in the super yacht industry. And, uh, and hopefully your mum and your grandmom will get to hear the interview. <laughs> <laughs> you should say hello to them. Oh, they didn't get to go to the show. Well, That's I'm sure important. they're very proud of you. Um, as I'm sure Thank your you. your crew, uh, one of the things that rings most, and from a lot of the winners when, when we're talking, um, is the camaraderie and the team effort that comes. So as you said earlier, you know, everybody's role on the boat from deckhand up to captain is important 
and how you yeah. work together is what's most important at all and the people that help us along well, that path I, I, just you, you probably don't know my history because I wasn't being interviewed but um, up until a couple of years ago I spent what about 14, 15 years on both doing um, the IT and satellite communications hence why he kept asking you about being an ETO oh. um, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the people I dealt with mainly, if it wasn't the captain, was definitely the engineers. Um, so I, I'm a, and because I went on many, 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 many boats, uh, I'm acutely aware of, of the, the, the pressure that's on engineers from all sides, the stewardess, the owners, the guests, the captain, everybody on a boat touches technology. And, uh, and you guys have a huge amount of pressure to keep it all working as well as you do. And so for me, for that getting that award, um, you know, I have a real appreciation for what you have to do in order to earn that accolade. And so um, you know, good reason to be very proud of yourself, and I think others should be as well. You know, well done. Thank you very much. I, but honestly, I can't take 100% credit. No, of course not, because you're too nice with, a guy. <laughs> with Jeremy Jordan, Robin Sharp, since we sacked our ETO, we, Jeremy and Robin Sharp, have been in charge of ETO. And <clears throat> Jeremy Jordan, Robin Sharp, by far one of the best engineers I've worked with. And they are great guys to work with. And again, through the industry I've worked, Greg Beach, I'd like to say a big thank you to him. Air crew, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And big thank you to Jeremy Jordan again and Graham Page that came to Aircrew Quads in Nice and took the time out of the work, took holidays and then came over to Nice with me. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like you had good mentors along your path. Uh, you have to thank your mum and grandmum in that as well. <laughs> and throw in world peace. I, uh, sorry. Yeah, so big thank you to my mother, big thank you to my grandmother. I got I forced that out of you. Um, Brian, thank yeah, you so much. He kind of forced me to do that, didn't he? Yeah, he definitely yeah, did. No, because I'm a parent. I know what it feels like. And I know, you know, the, people get chuffed. As a parent, you get chuffed. So you know, it's, it's nice to, because, uh, you know, the, those are the people who, who made the foundation of the person you are. And it's the person you are that won the award. You know, that's a big influence on on where you are today and who you are today. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Mum. Thank you, Grandmom. I'm saying it. <laughs> and, yes, I'd like world peace, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. Many congratulations. It sounds like you've got a few people that you would probably happily nominate nominate for a few awards next week or next year. I believe A Crew are going to be doing a Radio Personality of the Industry Award. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> well, I don't I think that we're the only two they can nominate, so... <laughs> right. No, thank you. <clears throat> thank you very much for your time. and Thank you as well. I look forward to having this chat with you again next year when you win your next award. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. As captain but stroke engineer uh, stroke ETO. We'll, we'll watch the space <laughs> and see if you if you get the chief engineer award when you get up there too. <laughs> no, but if anyone deserves chief engineer award, it is literally Jeremy Jordan or Greg Bridge. Well, there you go. There's two names for the pot for next year for chief engineer. And we'll certainly vote for that. 
and thank you again. Congratulations for winning the Engineer Stroke ETO A Crew Award 2019. And a trophy that was so big you needed two other people to bring home. Well done. <laughs> you are listening to Super Yacht Radio.